Totally. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the uh, Red Hat, Blue Hat Talk. I'm Doug Padgett. This is Casey Franklin. We just had to restart the stream because we had a little bit of an echo happening on this end. So glad we got that straightened out and hope it is uh, fully straightened out. Uh, so this is a conversation that Casey and I uh, are choosing to have on Mondays uh, where we take a conversation we've been having over text for, I don't know, a year or so uh, based on a long-term friendship, friendship of decades. Uh, but we disagree about Donald Trump and we have so much else in common, so much else, our social location, our experiences. We've been friends, as I said, for decades. We're both faith leaders from the same part of the country, even though um, Casey has figured out how to get an upgrade and move to Colorado, uh, at least an elevation upgrade, if not, if not anything else. So we have a lot in common, but then we come to Donald Trump and boy, we just, uh, it's, it's so different. And I'm very intrigued in this, partly personally and partly the work that we do at Vote Common Good about identity and how people frame their understanding of themselves and of their beliefs and others. So Casey has been uh, good enough to come on. We started last week or, or a week ago, uh, two weeks back now, I guess. And uh, I led that conversation this week. Casey's going to lead this one. And we have a little bit of music uh, at the end. We're going to play yeah. some music on guitars separately. Not We're not playing together yet, partly because I'm not good enough to play along we'll with you. We'll get there. So Casey, good, good to see you. And thanks for restarting all this with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's always a pleasure, Doug. Thank you so much for just uh, allowing me to be a part of this. And uh, it's, it's a huge honor for me. And uh, I really appreciate it. So it's always great to be with you, my friend. Well, thanks, buddy. Uh, all right. So I got a blue hat on. I'm the one that has a real problem with Donald Trump. I have said out loud, uh, I've done it for my work. I think Donald Trump is a threat to the well-being of this country and all who live in it and the planet and all who lives on it. Not as a human being, but as the president of the United States, I believe Donald Trump is a beloved child of God, as we all are, uh, but not every light of the world and salt of the earth should be the president of the United States. And he's the front of that list in my book. So, um, uh, but we're going to talk about these issues. And, and Casey, uh, you've you've been uh, willing to uh, support Donald Trump in our conversations and publicly. And you, you even have some some hats. Uh, you're not wearing one today. Uh, so. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's right. Speaking of my hat, I just want to mention that I got a little bit of red and a little bit of blue and mm -hmm. uh, just a statement about how conciliatory, you know, we need to be with people who we disagree with. And I think that's very important. And uh, hopefully we can show the world that you can still be friends and have vehement disagreements along these lines. Mm -hmm. And uh, also just want to make a shout out to the Lonesome Pine at Bay Lake. Minnesota. Yeah, baby. And, uh, it's a beautiful place. If you've never been there, I highly recommend it. So Minnesota at heart here. Uh, Casey, uh, I know you have a long list of things that, I mean, I, I've been coming at you pretty aggressively uh, in in texts and so on, because I'm trying to help you detach from your uh, commitment to Donald Trump. Uh, and, and so that puts you on the, you know, obviously on the, on the defense. And I, I want to be careful with that with anybody because, uh, you know, it's not really a good idea to try to change anyone's mind. I don't think it's polite or it's actually, it works, just causes conflict, but that doesn't mean we can't express our opinion. It doesn't mean we can't help somebody if we believe that they're open to the, to, to the input. Um, but you also have some things that, that you, you think I should change my views on. Like, uh, if I have some concerns about someone being in the, what's increasingly looking like, uh, I don't know, some sort of a thought control group that is Trump supporting, uh, you, you have some concerns of your own and you were bringing those up before we had to restart all of this because of the echo. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm looking forward to this. Uh, thanks for letting me kind of take the lead. I'm anxious to share some stuff with you, ask you some questions, and then also, uh, I don't know, you've got some some stuff that you want to share with me, and and uh, then we'll end with some music. So, but I kind of want to lead off with uh, kind of where we ended up going last time, talking a little bit about the media and how the media treats uh, people on the right differently than people on the left, uh, and and kind of one of the things that struck me as I thought about this a little bit more and had some time to reflect from our last conversation is uh, if you just take a look at Joe Biden and uh, just his, his struggle with, with stairs and balance and bicycles. uh, And, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun of him at all. I actually am concerned for him and, and uh, really uh, I'm worried about him actually. Um, but he does seem to struggle with this and it happens a lot. Um, and it just struck me, you know, here in the last uh, couple of years or so, just the difference in Mm -hmm. the way that the media covers that and the way the media covered, uh, Donald Trump when he was president. And I think, you know, and I, I, memory serves, uh, I think he may have tripped once if I remember right. And the media, the mainstream media, went absolutely ballistic. Hmm. And I don't know if you remember that. Um, I was actually trying to find the clip, but uh, uh, being that Google doesn't uh, show things like that, I could not find it. Uh, hey, so hey, I just want that, people to not. I just want people to not miss your comment because you made that kind of comment to me before that you believe that Google search engines actually hide information like that and that it's out there, but Google won't let yeah. you find it. Which I find, well, it's just, no, that's not how Google works. But anyway, let me me put it this way. Let me put it this way. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that they necessarily hide things, but they definitely have an agenda with what they produce in search results. When you search for things, what comes up first Mm -hmm. or on the first page. I mean, literally when I typed in and you can do it yourself, Donald Trump trip. Donald Trump trips mm-hmm. and I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything at all uh, about that. So anyways, um, maybe you can find it for me and show me, mm. show me later. But, uh, you would think they would have it up there though, because uh, they made such a big deal about it at the time, but it's just an example. Like when, when Joe Biden trips on these stairs going up to the airplane or whatever, mm-hmm. um, uh, no, no, there's hardly any concern about that. You know, no one, no one calls for his, uh, his health or his, you know, they don't say, Hey, you know, maybe he should see a doctor or he, he should get a checkup. And I don't think they've, they've published any of his uh, health results. Um, so there's just such a different treatment. I mean, when it, when it happened to Donald Trump, he tripped one time and the media went crazy, like calling for his resignation. He's not fit to be president. Uh, there's something wrong with him physically, so on and so forth. And it's so obvious to anybody with just a normal, you know, unbiased, objective look at someone to tell when Biden is on TV or whenever that he's got some issues. He's got Hmm. some issues. Uh, There's some mental issues, definitely. Um, You know, there's times when he can barely form a sentence and then he's, he's tripping all the time. So, but the media doesn't, doesn't focus on that. They don't express any concern about that at all Hmm. so that i've noticed anyways so i'd love to hear your comments on that yeah 
Well, look, I think the the one um, in the, of the times Trump uh, tripped or whatever, there was a time walking down Air Force One or when he or at West Point rather, he was walking at West Point. I googled, it came up pretty quickly. That was one of them, and then okay. it was like Trump stumbles on his words and whatever. And then I just now, just now, googled Biden stumble. Okay. First one, <clears throat> YouTube, Biden trips. The next one. Uh, Forbes magazine, Biden stumbles, Newsweek, Biden stumbles, Fox News, Biden falls, uh, Boston Herald, Biden stumbles, Dems make crazy bet, New York Post, Biden trips walking up to Air Force One, CNN, White House says Biden is fine after tripping on sandbag, AP News, Biden got his sandbag after he tripped and fell, Biden goes on stage at Air Force commencements, commencement and trips. That's just the first 10, the first very first things. That's it. Well, you're the New York Times. The no, I just googled it. From the New York Times, AP, CNN, New York Post, Boston Herald, Fox News, Newsweek, Forbes, all of them cover it. So, okay, but here's the question. This is the thing, Casey. I just—it's curious to me. Well, let me just finish my my reaction. It was covered so much; everyone knows it. There, there isn't the idea that anyone pays attention to news. Now, granted, you know anybody news news paying attention knows that. I just don't think it's being covered up. No, I'm not saying it's being covered up. I'm talking about the way it's covered. Okay. Hmm. So, so if you looked at any of those articles uh, or any of the, the news um, broadcasts about it, um, I'd be curious to see if you find much where they're actually saying, Ooh, this is, this is a concern is, is, uh, is by, is I hear president. You. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he, I think that is the number one reason why so many Democrats and others are concerned about electing someone of his age. I think age is the right. primary concern. It's in all the polls. I hold that concern. Right. Not because of stuff like that, because literally yeah. we all we all know 80 year olds who fall and that's it. Like they don't you know, their life takes a really, really uh, difficult turn. So, yeah. again, yeah. no, I think it's exactly the reason that you think that the people are rightly, in my view, concerned about the age of anyone who has a burden and responsibility like the presidency to sure. make sure that they're healthy and stable enough. I think it's, a, it's a, so again, I, I, the idea that like it's covered, but not as is he qualified to run for reelection? All of these articles that I've ever read about that. So I'm guessing that's going to be these. That's the very premise of why this is newsworthy because, you know, Barack Obama tripped on stuff before nobody thought a thing of it. Not, not a big deal. Yeah. When somebody in their upper 70s, Donald Trump, when it happened to him or when it's Joe Biden, um, you know, it's a real it's a real concern. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think and I yeah. think the media covers it now. You know, look, I read The New York Times and CNN and uh, AP News. I see all that all the time. So maybe that's why I saw it. I, I, I don't know. Like it shows up in my news feed and I pay a lot of attention to yeah. that stuff. And it's it's up there and around. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not and, you know. You're a way better Googler than I am. I admit that. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I'm not trying to say they're they're not covering or that they're trying to hide it. All I'm yeah. saying is the way they present it as as compared to the way and I wish we could find that clip as the way they talked about as the news media talked about it when Trump tripped once as opposed to Biden tripping multiple times and the way that the, the coverage was, they don't seem to be as concerned. They're not, no one's calling for his resignation. 
No one's saying he's unfit to be president. Now they might say, well, yeah, age is a concern. We need to think about that for, you know, the next time around, whatever. But, you know, as as compared to I see. Mm-hmm. what happened to yeah. Donald Trump, it, it's quite different in my mind, the okay. way I remember. Yeah, I just don't think it's all that all that difference. I don't. I, I think people calling for Donald Trump to resign was over the things for which he was impeached, not, <laughs> and for yeah. uh, other dereliction of duty, not because people were saying even when he had his dementia test, and you know it's not a lot of presidents there where the doctor recommends a dementia test. They did for Donald Trump. That raised a lot of concerns. So he did a whole press conference with Fox News about it. That's when he did the. You know, they asked me a series of words, woman, man, camera, you know, like that. And he had to get out in front of it because there was real concern from his neurologist that he needed to have this particular test. And he said he did fine on it. So that's all you can take. Yes, those are going to be concerns. Every president releases their their medical records. Trump did it less so and under, you know, not as completely as others. Biden releases all of them. So yeah, this stuff is out there. It should be. I feel like it's it's on par. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe certain topics at certain times are covered more in news cycles than others. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure that, to my mind, that's not a great example of, of media bias. But look, I'm not going to, well, Casey disappeared. Uh, I'm not going to suggest that, uh, that media bias isn't uh, something that we should be concerned about. There's no doubt that any kind of media bias uh, that could exist is something that we should be uh, something we should be concerned about. Uh, hey, welcome back. I, lost, I, I totally saying, lost you there. Yeah. I'm back though. Yeah. Well, welcome back. It's like, it's like we're on Star Trek and people kind of beam in and beam out. Um, My screen totally froze. Uh, I was just saying, look, uh, media bias is important. We should pay attention to it. And I think we can think about it and should think about it well, uh, yes, a lot. Let me ask you this question. Uh, do you believe there's a media bias? I think the media is so wide and so complex and so many outlets that it's very easy to find media bias. If I watch Fox News, OAN Network, I listen to Steve Bannon, I, I pay attention to you know Roger Stone's media outlets, they're absolutely biased. If I listen to this podcast, if I listen to uh, you know uh, uh, other uh, you know Mother Jones, if I listen to um, uh, you know, Rolling Stone or Vanity Fair, totally. We've all got a thing about, you know, we think Donald Trump is a real threat. More commentary. That's all media. Yeah. Do I think that the that the mainstream, typical classic media, legacy media and other new new pieces of media? No, I think that journalism is not bias. This is going to bother some people who listen to this podcast a lot. I don't think Fox News outlets are biased. I think Fox evening commentary is biased, but I think their news gathering side, it's not. I don't think MSNBC on their news gathering side is. I think their commentary is. That's what commentary is is for. Um, I don't think PBS or CBS or NBC or the New York Times or, you know, these kinds of, uh, you know, the Washington Post uh, are even the Washington Times, I think these are people trying to do legitimate journalism. And in the mix of all that is a lot of commentary. Hmm. 
Now, I will add, yeah. what people are most interested in is the commentary. The news right. people will tell you all the time, folks don't like watching the straightforward news. They want it with a little bit of, um, you know, flavor to it, a little bit of direction, not just not just straight up news. So, yeah. I, but look, media in the United States of America is enormous. I mean, where does it where does it stop and where does it where does it begin? It's really, really hard to tell. Um, and what one declares as the media, another person would say, I don't consider that to be media. I consider that to be, you know, yeah, com yeah. Com commenters or, or, or provocateurs. I mean, Roger Stone, in fact, one of his defenses in the trial that's coming is that he is not a media person. He's a provocateur. Right. But, right. So right. Be, because he's trying to say, hey, I wasn't ginning up the, uh, you know, the, the fake electors thing. I was just doing what you do when you're a provocateur. <laughs> like, mm. OK, yeah. uh, I, I think, you know, a jury is going to have uh, a chance to 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 hear that hear that argument. So, yeah, I, I'm personally I'm not somebody who thinks, hey, we should that the real problem is the media. I know a lot of people think the real problem is the media, but. Um, I, well, I, I like I, it that there's a lot of choices and I like it that the choices are biased and some of them aren't. And I think it makes us work for it. Okay. Okay. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I can see kind of where you're coming from. It is vast. It is complex, but I think, you know, generally speaking, of course it used to be much more true when we only had three channels to watch, you know, when you had your old, uh, some of us remember the old TV where you had to actually get up out of your couch and turn the dial. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, but I'll tell you, like some people didn't think that world was unbiased. The, the people who are ever on the fringes. Right. right? So the, the, the more conservative people never thought Dan Rather or Walter Cronkite were, was telling it straight. The more progressives never thought that people that felt marginalized from main society didn't think the news was being unbiased. So we can well, fantasize that there was a time when it was more unbiased. But not if you were someone who didn't agree with what was being said on the news. You most certainly didn't think it was unbiased. Uh, there was all kinds of push and pressure about, I mean, I remember my dad railing about Dan Rather, you know, like, oh, that guy is untrustworthy on CBS, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who he liked, but I just know he didn't like that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I hear you. And, you know, like I mentioned last time, uh, <clears throat> I, I believe that the media... It, it can't not be biased. How, I mean, it's kind of like uh, individual human beings. Uh, we can, we can act like we're objective. We can pretend like we can even try to be objective and unbiased, but we're inherently all biased. So when a person's on TV, whether they're, whether they're commentating or they're trying to actually report the news as they see it, or as it is, uh, it's impossible to be completely unbiased. So my, my issue with the media is number one, there's certain uh, mainstream channels where most people get their information from. I know there's Roger Stone, there's AON, but I bet a lot of people don't watch that. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the audiences for those are, are small and relative to CNN, MSNBC and Fox. So, um, you know, my, my contention is that uh, the media is always going to be biased. And my, my issue is um, if someone's going to be a commentator, then they should be very clear that they're commentating and not just reporting the news. And I think for the general public, that line has been blurred uh, <clears throat> so much that, that, you know, it's like, 
people don't even know really what they're watching. Um, yeah. And they don't even realize that they're getting uh, commentary when they think they're getting the news. So I think there should be a, a finer line there. But I also think that uh, the media has always been biased. And if you look at just coverage of Trump versus coverage of Biden, you see an obvious bias in the mainstream media. Okay. Well, I, all right. I hear you. <laughs> we can move on to the next topic. Great. Uh, do, uh, do you have one or can I show you this little slide here that I texted you earlier? And oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Sure and put them. Cause, cause I think this, this taps into this, this was just a news story, uh, that came out, came out today, um, from this, um, and it's up on the screen for people who are watching this on the, on the, uh, on the live streams, people are just on the podcast. I'll tell you what it says. This is a YouGov poll, uh, done in the last week or so. And the, Statement is, among Trump voters, what percentage of those people said that they feel that what this particular person tells you is true? So they pull people. If Donald Trump tells you something, do you think it's true? And among Trump voters, 71% of people say that if Trump tells them something, they believe it's true. Family and friends, 63%. So 8% more people trust Donald Trump straight away than their family or their friends. Conservative media figures, this is Trump supporters saying, how many of you think that when conservative media figures tell you something is true, it's 56%. And when religious leaders tell you something, it's 42%. Now, people like me and a lot of people sort of have the view that I have of the world, are like this is deeply troubling. The one thing Donald Trump, I don't think, has ever purported himself from his first books that he wrote or his own, you know, interviews when he was just running his business or faking when he's calling up as his own press secretary or the multitude of times where he just says things that are not true before ever running for public office. Many times, just literally how many floors are in Trump Tower lies about it. How many people are at any, I mean, but 71% of people... Yeah, 71% of people who support Trump say he's the person I trust more than I trust family and friends, religious leaders, or even conservative media. Casey, this was really telling to me. And I immediately was so grateful that we were going to be talking today because I'm like, well, I think Casey's in this category. And just based on our conversations, you're like, if Donald Trump says he didn't do it, he didn't do it, no matter what anybody else says. So, But I look at this and I think... If this were anybody else, it, like if I was around friends and they said, oh, I have a, I follow a religious leader and I believe, you know, 71% of us believe the religious leader is telling us the truth and only 42% believe any other religious leader, I'd be like, I think you might be inside of a, you know, a thought control group. Uh, so I wanted your reaction to this. Does this seem about oh, right yeah. to you, the friends that you're around? How, how does this, how does this strike you? Okay. Well, uh, I've, I've got a couple things I'd like to share about that. Number one, uh, I mean, the percentages are, they're kind of tight, you know, I mean, the difference between 71% and 63%, it's not really that big of a difference to me. Um, but I think what this shows is that what the, We got a little glitch there in Casey's connection. So he is in the mountains of Colorado. So that might be uh, partly what's what's happened. I hope he doesn't hope he doesn't drop out again. 
but if he does, of course, we can bring him back. Um, so I, I think I'm hearing Casey pretty clear here that he's saying that the difference between those isn't as grand uh, and significant as uh, it might it might otherwise sound. Um, so, All right, are we back? Yeah, we're back. I was just right, uh, just that. stalling time and saying I think you're saying the difference between 71 and 63 percent isn't that big of a difference. Yeah, it's not. It's. It, I mean, if it was like, uh, you know, seventy-one percent versus like twenty percent or thirty percent or something like that, uh, I'd be more okay. alarmed. But <clears throat> what what I believe this is showing is that what it what is happening here is the the radical left going after him mm. like they are targeting him with these indictments, these sham indictments, and targeting a former president is actually. Uh, sealing their their own fate because what they're doing is they're they're shoring up uh his supporters even tighter mm. and stronger and it's it's going again so you're the point you're making is that what the left is trying to do to donald trump isn't working because instead of pulling supporters away from him which is what the, i believe they're trying to do uh, you know what they're really trying to do is they're trying to say you know, I used to be a Trump supporter, but now I'm kind of like, ah, uh, I'm not so sure if I want to mm -hmm. go through with this now. And mm -hmm. the opposite is happening. And that's what this poll shows. Mm. Number one. Number two, I am not in that category. Uh, so I want to clarify that right away, uh, because I do not believe that you blindly follow anyone, any human being. So I think, and I think that's kind of what this is kind of indicating is that I'm just going to blindly follow someone, no matter what they say, if they, you know, tell me to drink Kool-Aid, I'm going to drink Kool-Aid, uh, you know, how whatever. About, how no. about bleach? How about bleach for Kool-Aid? Yeah, bleach. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, Too you sure. know, and I, and I'm against that. I don't think that's right. That's not healthy. It's not good. And I would tell those people, Hey, you know what? I know you like Trump. Um, but let's not blindly follow anyone. That's not, that's not healthy. Okay. Does it concern you at all though, that are the three groups, family and friends, conservative media figures and religious leaders that Donald Trump is just more believed by Trump supporters than any of those other groups as a whole? Um, I mean, I, I think the difference between 71 and 63% is pretty, pretty, well, pretty significant. Uh, you know, but. Okay. Well, yeah, it concerns me, but I think again, what it's what it's showing is in light of recent events. So hmm. uh, I'd love to show you some other some other interesting polls. Yeah, that uh, which I think I, I texted you the other day that uh, show that um, the majority of the of the population also don't believe that Trump has committed serious crimes. So if you look at it that way, and you kind of you know, because no no poll should be taken in a vacuum, right? Sure, There's always sure. going to be other things going on around them, other influences. And I think in light of recent events, people are going, you know what? Um, I, I don't I don't buy all this crap. You know, I just don't. Hmm. So um, yeah, but I guess that I guess that's fundamentally the question: Why don't they, and why do they consider it to be crap? I mean, I'll just say, for a lot of Republicans, it used to be that law enforcement, the Justice Department, the criminal justice system was seen as trustworthy. The mm -hmm. only reason it's now not seen as trustworthy is because it's in opposition to Donald Trump. That's what's concerning. Mm -hmm. They didn't adjust this based on anything else other than, well, he must not have done anything, even though the, 
the charges that are being brought have just all the support of all the ways that we do this in a law and order based nation juries and grand juries and judges and witnesses and under oath and all of this and yet people are like I don't believe it so that that's fundamentally the thing that I wonder about like like truly had it been anti-establishment people who are like look I don't buy the whole criminal justice system and I'm not gonna okay fair enough that's not who it is. that's not Casey Franklin my friend I mean that's not the Casey Franklin I've known that's not a lot of the friends I've known who are Republicans but what's made them move against the justice system and say that it's all, uh, what word you used, bunker crap or something, is because it's, it's about Trump. But then those same people are like, they should go after Hunter Biden because I'm sure they're trustworthy going against, a, you know, a going <laughs> a pursuing a Hunter Biden, but they're just not because it's Trump. So I'm not going to believe it if it's Trump. And it's that difference that someone like me just says, what is going on with these folks? How does this make sense? And I truly, Casey, I don't understand. And I get, I get it if what you're saying is people are being media obstinate. Okay, they're just pushing back against the media and just being like, oh, you know, I'm not going to stand for what you're telling me. But I mean, when criminal indictments come out and people are still like, nah, probably, probably just made up probably just people lying before grand juries all to get Trump. The whole thing, 91 federal indictments, all of them just made up. Didn't do anything wrong. They're just going after the guy. And that's the part of the 71% that believe Trump versus all the others that seems, seems concerning is the difference in how these very same people are about other issues and used to be about everything. Yeah. Well, I'd love to respond to that. So I hear what you're saying, but the, the problem is, is that when you look at the players that are involved, so it used to be that we could put our trust to some extent in the justice system, believing that justice is blind, that lady justice is blind. So, you know, even though you still had, you know, uh, judges appointed by one political party or another, there was a general sense that that in general, the people involved in the justice system and leading the justice system were at least trying to be unbiased and trying to be objective Mm -hmm. and not being political. But when you look at the facts and you look at the players involved and you look at what's going on here, you see that that's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. You see Merrick Garland, who was appointed by Joe Biden, who is obviously a political appointee, obviously a Trump hater. Every single one of these judges involved in every single one of these cases has gone on record saying they dislike Donald Trump. I mean, it's so unbelievably biased and set up biased from the very beginning that people like me and others are saying, we're crying foul. We're saying, look, no, this is not objective. This is not justice. This is a one political party going after another political opponent. And it just so happens that Donald Trump is, has a huge lead as, as you know, in, no, in he the doesn't. race. Oh, in the Republican <laughs> race. Yeah. As you got that yeah, general. Well, he does. So, uh, 
and it used to be that we would say, hey, you know, elections are sacred. Let's not interfere with elections. Let's not do, let's wait till after the election if we're going to do this. But no, they're timing everything to be interfering with the election. And basically what they're doing is they're saying, look, if you can't beat him, jail him. That's what's going on here. Okay, so so here's the thing. Um, that logic that you just laid out was the reason we know this is unfair is that these people are prosecuting Trump. That shows that they're biased. That's no. your argument. No, because no, when it was bad. when it was Bill no, Barr, unfair. when it's when it's Bill Barr, former attorney general, who now says these are credible charges brought credibly against Donald Trump. Bill Barr says that yeah. today, yeah. said it yesterday, said the day before. Now Bill Barr is out of out of favor. He's probably being pressured. When it was Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, who appointed Robert Mueller, the head of the FBI, and a number of other positions as a Republican, immediately it was Mueller's people are bad political people, even Mueller himself. This just happens over and over, Casey. Even for you to say that Merrick Garland, because he's appointed as every attorney general is, is therefore doing Biden's work. Well, what, what tells you he's doing Biden's work? You say, well, the proof is that he indicted Trump. No, but well, the, do, do you see how that can't work that way? That the, the logic you're using is if they go against Trump, then they've shown that they're biased. No, no, that's, that's not it. Then what's that's the not, proof that they're biased other than they've gone against Trump? Because what they've, what they've done with, with regards to Trump is so unbelievably uh, just, I mean, it's, it's like there's two systems of justice. Hillary Clinton does something and she gets off. Nothing happens. Uh, you know, Stacey Abrams says the election was stolen from me. And she still believes to this day, three years later, she's the, the governor of Georgia. Uh, Hillary Clinton says the election was stolen from me. She deletes 30,000 emails and bleach bits her server, her private server, where she was obviously trying to hide something by doing that. And nothing happens to her. But then Trump is treated completely differently. If, 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 this, if things were treated the same, if, they were, if the law was applied equally to all of these people, then obviously it would be like, oh, okay, yeah, they're not, they're not having a bias here they're treating everyone the same but they're not and that's where we see there's obviously a bias here and the way that the fbi treats hunter biden i mean they tipped him off to the interviews i mean it's just, i could just go on and on and on okay and so can, can can i can i respond to that so when when bill barr and jeff sessions were the attorney generals under trump they looked in to hillary clinton's activities they didn't charge her. So you're saying it's an unfair system, but Donald Trump appointed Republican attorney gen attorneys general, did not prosecute Trump and you're, or Hillary Clinton. And you're saying, therefore, that shows there's bias. How can there be bias when it was the Trump Justice Department that said there's no crime here? So, I, I, so, so how does this work, Casey? Really, like just to say, well, she wasn't charged, but she wasn't charged by Republicans over four years. Hunter Biden, 
not charged by Republicans over four years of their time leading the Justice Department. I just think it's not true that the Justice Department is simply in either person's. Now, did Bill Barr behave in ways that I was totally uncomfortable with about a whole bunch of things? Totally. But I don't think Bill Barr was absolutely just in Trump's pocket doing whatever he wanted because he pressured Bill Barr on Twitter and in private meetings repeatedly to charge Hillary Clinton and to charge Joe Biden. That's in testimony from Bill Barr. And he didn't. But now your logic is that Bill Barr and before that Jeff Sessions, these are the people who are biased. So that's what makes me say the problem you have is that anyone who doesn't behave in the way Trump wants, they're biased. Didn't do it, didn't prosecute Hillary Clinton as Republicans. And then Merrick Garland appoints a special prosecutor. And even the special pr prosecutor is uh, is seen as, as somebody who's corrupt. So, I, I okay, I get it. It's your view. I'm not going to try to change your view. I just... I just want you to hear how that sounds when you actually talk about the details of this. It can't be that way. And frankly, your argument is either Hillary Clinton is guilty and Donald Trump is guilty. And my problem is that you didn't prosecute Hillary, so you can't prosecute Donald. If that's your argument, then have at it. But I think your argument is Donald Trump didn't do anything. Hillary Clinton did. Republicans didn't prosecute her when they had control of the Justice Department, and now an innocent person is being prosecuted. So you're not even saying it's unfair treatment. You're saying it's inverted that the guilty person wasn't charged and the innocent person ah, lost him again, and the innocent person uh, is. So okay, he's back. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, Casey. I'm not uh, sure. If, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure how much. That. Yeah, we know you disappear. Yeah. You just pop away, and then you pop right back on. It's kind of fun. It's like playing I Dream a Genie. Uh, it's like. Dunk, dunk, dunk. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, OK, so, so that's my response. I don't think you can have it both ways that um, that it's a corrupt both with Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions and with Merrick Garland and, and all the way down the line. And, and then, you know, same with New York and same with the judge in, in Florida appointed by Trump and same with the judge in um, in Georgia. And so same with the Republican legislature and governor in Georgia. Um, so. But all these people are now out of out of sway with with Trump supporters. You know, Brian Kemp from Georgia, the governor. Well, he's he's totally a rhino. He's not really a Republican. Like it's just every time someone doesn't go with Trump, they're just out, just chucking people off this boat one after the other. Uh, and that's the concerning thing about the seventy one percent number that we looked at earlier. Okay, well, I guess we'll just agree to disagree on that. Uh, I want to end with um, with. Uh, uh, I hope we have time, but can you play oh, yeah. that? Uh, oh, we that got time, baby. We got, all right, good. Okay. We got time, Glor. Okay, so do you want to set up this video at all, and then yeah. I'll uh, get it ready to play? Yeah. So again, you know, this is this is what I'm trying to get across. Um, first of all, the media and the way that they treat Trump versus uh, Obama and Biden and so on, Hillary. Um, so this will kind of highlight that. But the other thing I want to talk about uh, that I think that this video kind of highlights is. Uh, the sort of the, um, uh, the, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, the double standard, it's mm -hmm. like a double standard because, um, back when Trump was elected, everybody on the left was crying foul. Uh, Hillary was saying the election was stolen. 
the Russians hacked the election, so on and so forth. Trump's an illegitimate president. There were riots. Uh, there was violence in the streets. There was all this stuff. And um, now the shoe's on the other foot. And it's like, oh, no, you're not allowed to question an election. You're not allowed to say that someone that was duly elected by the American people is illegitimate. So that's that's what I, I want to kind of highlight in this video. Sure. So this was uh, pulled off of the Twitter feed and, and uh, Truth Social feed of a senator from Florida, Marco Rubio, with, a, with an introduction to it that said, when are these people going to be prosecuted? Which I think was sort of the point you're also making, right? Yeah. So now it's a mashup. It's like two minutes and 14 seconds long. I don't know if we need all of it. I think you sort, I think you sort of get the point at some point. Yeah, uh, okay, uh, so, so here we go. Uh, so this is uh, Marco Rubio putting this out, saying here's a sign of bias. When are these people who said these things going to be prosecuted? That's the wrong button. Hacking the U.S. election. Hacking the U.S. election. Russia hacked our election. The Russians hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russian hacking of our election. Hacking of our of our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Stolen election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. The universal assessment that Russia hacked our election in 2016. Foreign governments hacked our elections. Most young Americans consider Donald Trump an illegitimate president. Illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. Why is he illegitimate? He just won an election. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. That's it. I absolutely agree. Experts urge Clinton Kemp to challenge election results. We will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. He's an illegitimate president. Russia hacked our election. Russians hacking our election. Hacked our election. Russia hacking our election. I don't see the president-elect as a legitimate president. Trump is an illegitimate president who stole the election. He is not a president. He's illegitimate. And my biggest fear is that he's going to do it again with the help of Vlad, his best pal. It's terrifying. Would you be my vice president? <laughs> Hillary Clinton voters call to overturn election results. More than 4 million people have already signed a petition on change.org calling for the electors of the Electoral College to, quote, ignore their states, votes, and cast their ballots for Secretary Clinton. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. We are the victims of a bloodless coup. He didn't win the general election. Yo, Electoral College, make Hillary Clinton president, period. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. He's not an illegitimate president. Dems don't accept Trump as a legitimate president. This wasn't on the level. This election was not on the level. I don't think he's a legitimate president. Our election wasn't legit. He got his victory from cheating. Yes, Trump cheated. Trump cheated the 2016 election. He's an illegitimate president. No validity, no credibility. Mm -hmm. And because of that, anger at what some see as an illegitimate president. It will not be a peaceful change of power. A number of incidents turned violent. Protesters hurled trash cans. On like that for a while. Yeah. So uh, here's my here's my comment on that. Then I'll let you respond. So, uh, I mean, it, it's easy to forget. I mean, I watching that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot that that's what was all over the place uh, back in 2016 when Trump won the election. And I mean, people literally were saying Trump is not the president. He is an illegitimate president because he didn't actually win the election. Something happened in the election. Something nefarious took place. Therefore, he's not the duly elected president of the United States. Now we have the shoes on the other foot. Basically, now we have those same people saying, 
Donald Trump is not allowed to say that there was something nefarious that happened. And people who say that the election was stolen in 2020 should all be put in prison because you can't do that. You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to think that. And, and it's such a double standard. It's unbelievable. Hmm. So I'd love to hear your response. Look, if I thought that what Donald Trump was being charged with uh, from the U.S. special prosecutor was what he said or that he said the election was stolen, he has every right to say that. The beginning of the indictment says he can say whatever he wants. Right. Make any difference. Everyone can say it. There, Donald Trump is not being charged with saying the election was stolen. What Donald Trump is being charged with is four charges of in, an indictment to, of conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruct obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against the rights of voters. Nothing to do with what he says about it. The indictments, which I know you've read, and other people who watch this might have read them as well, is not that he goes around and even says it, even says it at the ellipse as the president and says this, you were all cheated. He can say that all day long. What he can't do is work up a bunch of fake electors, have them sign fake forms and try to insert them. What was being talked about in 2016 was could electors before the electoral college vote change their own personal electoral college vote to match their own impulses, desires, rather than what the state would do. None of them did that for Hillary Clinton. They did it against Hillary Clinton. The Supreme Court has since ruled an elector from a state has to stick with whatever the state laws are. So there was a legal pathway for some people, I think in four or five states, to change their electoral college vote. That's what was being talked about. That's not what Donald Trump did. When Donald Trump conspired with others to change the electors, and when he tried to pressure certain uh, elected officials to behave in certain ways, that's not just saying things. He had every legal right to say whatever he wants. He even went to court 67 times. He lost all of them. Those are his rights. That's not what he's being charged with. There is no double standard. Nobody should charge a politician or a commentator or me or you for what we say. Of course not. First Amendment right is you can say what you want, as long as you don't put anybody in harm and you're not threatening someone. There's always limits. But you can talk about that stuff. That's not what Donald Trump is being charged with. So this super mash mashup, which, by the way, I know some of those clips and about half of them where they say an illegitimate president is people saying in an interview format, many people, many people in this country believe Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. These are super mash cuts where they take someone's longer statement. Many people believe Donald Trump is an illegitimate president because he didn't win the general election and only the Electoral College. The majority of those comments are about people critiquing the Electoral College as opposed to critiquing or as opposed to us selecting someone with a general election. And to a lot of people, it makes them feel like that's illegitimate. That's not the same thing as someone literally trying to stop the counting of the Electoral College votes on January 6th in order to stall them out, in order for them to go back to states so the state legislatures can overturn the official election results in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan and Georgia and Arizona. That's what Donald Trump is charged with. 
So Casey, I know you want to say it's just double standard. These are just not at all the same things. Donald Trump is not being charged with saying anything at that mashup as those people saying. Okay. And well, I got one I'm more. Really can, glad I, to hear. can I show you one more, one more little thing? Cause I was really proud of finding this one. Oh, okay. This, I know you don't believe the Mueller report, but I just want you to know that the Mueller report put out by the Trump justice department, the Trump justice department under Bill Barr signed off on the Mueller report. And the Mueller report says that the Russian government quote interfered in the 2016 presidential election in sweeping and systemic fashion and quote violated U S criminal law. That's in the Mueller report. It's the conclusions of the Mueller report. So when people say the election was hacked, that's what they're referring to. It's not a personal opinion. They're saying that the, that the United States Justice Department, the chief law enforcement office of the United States of America, has concluded, along with the, the uh, intelligence community, that Russia interfered in the election. And even though we know that, nobody tried to not have the electors vote for Donald Trump. Didn't happen. People still call him Mr. President. I know there's some people in the chat that are saying, I'll never call him Mr. President. I get it. But Russia did interfere. They did hack the election. That I, I know you don't buy that, but the, the rest of us who sort of hold to what the Justice Department says in big investigations like this and through the intel believe that that's the case. So... So the idea that what they're saying, they hacked the election, is equal to Donald Trump saying the election was stolen, just on the facts, they're different. Fair enough. But anybody can say whatever they want about that stuff. What you can't do is what Donald Trump did, which is now going to, the Justice Department says they can prove it, that he knowingly violated and obstructed justice and sought to, to limit people's voting rights in this country. And they were going to have a trial on that, and then a jury's going to render a verdict. And that's all we've got in this country. Because other than that, buddy, it's just me and you, you know, sharing, sharing our opinions. Uh, and, and it's, you know, that, and we have really different data sets about our opinions. So whatever's going to come before a jury is what we've got in this country. And if, if Donald Trump is found guilty of those four charges or of, you know, 70, 86 other charges, um, then that's, then that's going to be that. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I just, I just see it so differently. Uh, I, first of all, I want to make sure that you understand that I am really happy to hear that you still believe in our First Amendment rights as protected by the Constitution. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> uh, because uh, if that's if that's not here, then I'm in big trouble because I'm spe I'm speaking out right now. Uh, so you know, we're we're both ultimately in trouble if we can't speak our minds and we yeah. can't have free speech. And honestly, I, I believe that's really what this is about. And I believe that will be proven to be true because even though you think he did all these terrible things, I, I man, I, I just don't see it. I, I think um, what you guys are saying is that he contested the election and uh, he's not allowed to do that. That's not so, what people are saying. That is not yeah. what, that's not what the indictment says. Right. It's not what I'm saying. This is what right. the justice department's federal indictment 
of Donald right. Trump says. And then it lays it out, you know, in 46 pages of details right. about that. And that's not even talking about the documents. <laughs> it's not, right. even, it's right. not even talking right. about the box with the pants and the documents in it. That's right. that's a whole thing. But here, whole here's here's what I find interesting, Doug. You talk about the double standard. So, you know, here here we are. Um, we've got Peter Strzok and we've got Hillary's campaign paying Christopher Steele for a dossier that turned out to be false, mm. uh, lying to a FISA court. Uh, you got Comey signing off on it, saying it was verified when it wasn't. It was all hearsay. And to me, you talk about conspiracy to change an election. You've got texts from Peter Strzok to his lover saying, hey, uh, we got to stop this. We cannot allow Donald Trump to be president. I mean, th this is un unbelievable what they were doing. They were spying on Trump's campaign. Look, Peter Strzok no, wasn't. I mean, I you, you know that case. I know that case. Somebody can write a text. Look, we, people can write texts to each other about whatever they want. That's freedom of speech. If, if Peter Strzok acted on that, somehow prevented Donald Trump, as opposed to saying, hey, I don't know if we're going to stay in the FBI or not, but we have to do everything we can. We cannot have this guy be president. That was the, that was the tone of the text. Clearly, right. if you read the whole thing, it was just a guy saying this would be horrible. It, he wasn't trying to interfere. And if he did, he didn't stop Donald Trump from being the president. I mean, yep, I had to a court. Then, then what you do. Well, never been prosecuted for that. But here's the thing, Casey. Yeah, he wasn't prosecuted. Was it investigated by Bill Barr? Yes. Was it investigated by Jeff Sessions? Yes. Why were charges not brought by Trump's Justice Department? I don't know. See, That's again, the idea that the that the, the problem is that the system is biased, it can't be because these charges were not brought by no. the very people who were appointed by Trump. So sometimes the no, facts no, are no, just no. the facts, my man. Wait, 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 wait. So, okay, consider this possibility. Maybe Donald Trump didn't weaponize his DOJ to have these biased people in place that were targeting and going after these political opponents. Well, if Maybe. they committed a crime, then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be targeting someone. It's enforcing the law. If what you're saying is Bill Barr did not enforce the law when the law was broken, if that's your argument, that Donald Trump said to Bill Barr, don't prosecute Hillary Clinton, don't prosecute Strzok, don't prosecute Joe Biden. He didn't. He said the opposite. But if what you're saying is Bill Barr didn't enforce the law when laws were broken, well, then what? Then, then why would you vote for Republicans? So that can't be the answer. It, it would be the answer if it was struck didn't do anything and he was being uh, prosecuted anyway. Then that would, then then that would be the uh, uh, then that would be the case. But I don't think you can make the argument that um, that that Bill Barr not prosecuting struck is because he didn't want to be biased. What you're saying is he didn't want to enforce the law. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why is Bill Barr not enforcing the law? If the law was broken, why didn't he enforce it? Unless he's corrupt too. Everybody. Oh, I thought it was just a pregnant pause, and I think it's just <laughs> we got to figure out this internet before Casey, <laughs> poor guy, just did a freeze frame situation right there. And and sometimes, and I can't control what's currently on the screen. Sometimes uh, that that look uh, isn't isn't great uh, for someone when they. Happens to any of us when uh, when when a freeze frame when a freeze frame happens. Uh, 
All right. Uh, there you go. Hey, Casey, welcome back. At least I hope. Um, oh, boy. Uh, okay, I think we've... Can you all hear the dinging? It's got to be driving you all crazy. All right. <laughs> Sorry all right. about that. It's okay. me crazy. All right. So, uh, how about if we go to a song? You got a song? Can we can we go on yeah. a little on a little music together and uh, and all the rest of it? Okay. Uh, Casey's gonna go first, I think. Uh, do you want to tell us the song, or are we just gonna hear it? Uh, you're just gonna hear it. Great. Hopefully, hopefully you'll know it. I think he froze again. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Oh, Casey, I feel really bad for you. I think he is frozen again. We're going to try this one more time. And if it doesn't work, I don't know. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just do my song. And uh... all right, so, Casey, it seems like the internet is getting more unstable as we go. I don't know what is causing the, uh, the, the glitches here. Um, uh, I think we're just going to maybe try this one more time. Because if any, look, if anybody's still watching, <laughs> thank you for your, for your long suffering and for your uh, for for your patience on this, uh, I'm not even sure Casey's gonna try to call back again. Uh, but it might give me an out for not having to do a song because I was really nervous about having to sing out loud, sing out loud in front of uh, people. Um, all right. Well, I'm not sure what to do here. Uh, doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be working. All right. Uh, hey, thanks you all for being a part of this. Uh, Casey and I will be back in another week or so. I'm guessing we'll do a, another round of this. If you have any questions about any of this, you can email me, Doug, at Vote Common Good. You can go over to Vote Common Good uh, and find the, there's lots of places on there to click and like put in a comment or something. If you have questions you want us to, to, to deal with, uh, any of that kind of stuff, we'd love for you to, uh, to to let us know. Any input you have for either of us, uh, we'd be totally up for all that stuff too. So thanks for uh, being a part of our second installment of Red Hat, Blue Hat Talk. And I uh, hope you found this uh, uh, beneficial. Um, uh, Jerry Lynn, Jim, Mike, Dave, Joanne, uh, Ren, Stefan, Doug, uh, all the all the commenters, Yabits, uh, Ray, uh, Jim, uh, the different Jim. Uh, we got Jims all over. Cynthia, uh, all of you who have been making all these great, great comments. Um, we really appreciate you being a part of all this. Um, and thanks. Okay, maybe Casey you can hear. I'm just, you know, I'm just long suffering. Just wanted to give it one more try. One more try, Casey. Uh, I'm not sure okay, if it's going to hold go. together, yeah, but you give it a try. <laughs> I think I got that song, Casey, but then we lost you. Oh, it's just heartbreaking. I'm really sorry for all this, uh, for all this trouble, all y'all. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Here's, here's mine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, you know, I'm just uh, nervous as I'll get out about this. Um, cause I don't normally, uh, do this kind of thing. I certainly don't sing, but I've just started playing guitar in the last year and a half, much at the encouragement of Casey. So this feels really good to be able to, uh, consider doing something like this and to be able to sing uh, with him. So, um, all right, here we go. 
this is one of the songs that has just come to my mind over all of these years uh, of watching Trump and all and all of this all of this stuff. So, uh, so here we go. Actually, I'm gonna take my headphones out so I can't hear myself quite as well. Fifty-seven years and my life is still trying to get up that great big hill of hope for a destination. And I realized quickly when I knew I should That this world is made up of a brotherhood of man For whatever that means I wake in the morning So I, sorry So I cry sometimes when I'm lying in bed Just to get it all out What's in my head And I feel a little peculiar and so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs, what's going on? That's how I feel about these last few years. Hey, 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 I say, hey, Casey, what's going on? So I cry sometimes when I'm lying in bed just to get it all out in my head and I feel a little peculiar so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs what's going on and I say hey 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 I say hey what's going on and I try, oh my God, do I try, I try all the time in this beautiful nation. And I pray, oh my God, do I pray, I pray every single day for revolution. And I cry sometimes when I'm lying in bed just to get it all out, it's in my head and I feel a little peculiar so I wake in the morning and I head outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs what is going on and I say hey 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 you ever feel that way hey 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 we all say it hey what is going on 57 years and my life is still trying to get up a great big hill of hope for a kinder nation <laughs> all right i have no idea how that worked how that sounded uh any of the rest of that but uh appreciate y'all being around and being willing to listen to all that i really wish we could get casey back on uh give him one last chance to uh finish up his song but i think he's uh i think he's disappeared and gone forever so thanks you all for being a part of this and for uh tolerating all that uh chit chat and uh friendship and uh sharing a little guitar with one another so we'll uh we'll see you on this podcast in a couple of weeks and tomorrow right back here in these same places where we talk about politics uh rob ryerson and i do uh common good politics so we'll see you back here uh tomorrow all right bye y'all <laughs>